Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160EN podcast. This is podcast number 98. I'm your guy, Danny, as always, joined by my two co-hosts. That's uh, what is calling me. <laughs> joined by my two co-hosts, as always. Jo- uh, first off with my man, Steph. Steph, what's up, bro? Hey, man, I'm doing pretty good, man. That, what, a, what a beautiful game against uh, Maritim Nufunshal. We uh, we gave them uh, back to them two nothing from the last time when we lost against uh, against Manitim for Tasset Portugal. So we get we got we gave it right back to them. So I'm doing pretty good. Also joined by my man Christian. What's good, Christian? I'm I'm doing great. Um, Manitim was you know a great game for for me for many reasons. So um, as we'll get to, I, I can't wait to talk about this game because it was truly a complete performance. Yeah, don't mind my voicemail in the background, but we're also joined by a very special guest, my man from a, for a few years. It's a glad to finally have you on, the real Alfred Ken- K- Kerensky. I always say that wrong. I don't know why. Of course, yeah, just call Louis. Yeah, <laughs> what's good, bro? <laughs> yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I'm uh, happy to be here with you guys. We're honestly glad to have you on, you know, talk about Spartan. You're always in the chat with us, you know, uh, helping us out and, and, and correcting us. So it's always good to have you here as well and, and you know, helping us out here live as well. Uh, we do appreciate it, man. We, we love you, bro. <laughs> uh, Anyways. I love, you guys. I love you guys as well. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go straight into the Twitter questions. You have a few, uh, you have a few uh, here, Rui. Um, starting off with uh, our guy Tigash. And he asks, how much does Rui miss being able to watch the games in Zhuang, Russia? Well, he, um, he, knows it, he knows it well because um, uh, we, I was pretty much there all the time. I, um, the first season, I, um, I decided badly not to get the, um, the game box. And I ended up missing the... Um, the the championship games for the for the futsal and for the volleyball if i'm not mistaken i uh i managed to get tickets for the for the hockey and for the the handball but i didn't get the other ones and i was uh, really annoyed with that so so i decided on the following year to get um, to get the the game boxes and i uh, pretty much missed uh about 10 games in all for all four and the next season pretty much the same thing so I'll, i was there all the time not just for not just for me which is uh, mm-hmm. something that um but but for also for i feel that if you can go if you're close and you have the the time and money and you can go you should, because there are a lot of people like you guys that would love to be there, and you can't because you're so far away. So, um, so yeah, I think it's it's kind of my duty, my obligation to go to go and watch the games and uh, and support the the teams. And yeah, I miss it. I miss it because when you're when you're there every single week, at least once. More likely twice or even three times. Um, it, that routine, that it, it, 
yeah, it, it, it's, it, we miss it. We miss it a lot. Those of us that, that are there all the time. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I need a. I need to get. A, I've told myself the next time I'm in Portugal, I have to see a futsal game, uh, at least. Um, next question comes in from. Uh, Just before you, before you, yeah. before you go, the, yeah. the 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 sport that surprised me the most, in terms of the difference that you have from watching it, um, from watching it live and watching it on TV, was uh, was hockey. It's mm. completely different because usually when I'm watching on a TV and let's you have a very good TV and a very good transmission, which is not always the case, uh, you sometimes don't, don't, don't follow the action. You just see them rolling around and you see them and then the ball is in the net and you, whoa, okay, how, how did that happen? And, but when, you, when you're there, the game is so dynamic and you can follow everything. It's completely different. So I would suggest that you try to follow because it's different, you know. Futsal, it's there's there's all the comparisons with with, with football, of course, but hockey is, of course, you guys have um, have ice hockey, mm -hmm. but um, it, it even even against ice hockey, it's very it's very different. It's uh, because the ring is uh, smaller; they're not they don't move as fast, but they're much more technical. Mm -hmm. Fair. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, as a Canadian, I would love to see hockey too, like hockey, basketball, all of that stuff for sure. Um, okay. Next question. Next question comes in from our boy uh, LFC Jose S. Um, he asks, "Do you think Inasu should be your right center back replacement for Netu, or do you feel you need to go into the market for a better one, or do you have faith in Netu to continue starting?" I'm saying this because obviously he's left-footed, and normally it's best to have a right-footer on the right. Um, Christian, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, for now, it's definitely fine. Uh, but I don't know how – like, Neth is definitely a placeholder type of guy. Um, I mean, he's old, but he's not that old. He's only 32. I, th I was actually shocked. I remember looking this up the other day. Um, he's only 32. So honestly, he's got at least two more good years to give, but it's obviously a position that they need to think about a replacement for, especially if they're going to play with three. Um, you just need more more bodies for more depth um, at the position. Um, or, you know, maybe Eduardo Kudajma, um, you know, gets back into the into the fold in a more relevant way uh, as he develops. Um, but for now, for now, I, I feel uh, secure. You know, there was the Lion Co. rumors and stuff like that. Um, it definitely feels like we have maybe more urgent positions to address uh it seems fine for now yeah i agree i agree next question comes in from our guy jordan bentecourt um yes first half mvp um why is Kawach so good now would make a lot of mistakes before should he not you start over netto uh how good of a signing will pauling will be from what you saw in his debut okay so well four of us four questions um Steph, your first half of the season, I, I believe he means, first half of the season MVP. You're muted, Steph. Thank you. Uh, for, uh, for sure, it's uh, Pedro Gonçalves. I mean, uh, uh, 14 goals in, uh, in uh, 15 games, Liga Nos only, I'm talking about. Um, and uh, let's keep in mind, he's a midfielder. He's not even a striker. 
And uh, so, for sure, uh, o ponto, Pedro Gonçalves, without a doubt. I'd, I'd agree. Um, why is Coach so good now, Rui? Why is he so good now? If that is, think... if if he was ever bad, exactly. Uh, sorry, I, I uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was. I don't think he was. Um, I don't think he was really, um, really bad, per se. Um, I think he has more support now, both in front and behind, um, to the sides. I mean, which means he can um, he can control things better. Um, the system probably probably helps him a lot. Uh, having uh, having uh, three at the back instead of just two is probably good. Uh, Inacio is surprising. Um, I would I would expect him to play on the left, but as you can see on um, by his performances while he plays on the right, he already got two assists, yeah. which is um, which is which is something uh, interesting when you when you look at it. So um, while it's Probable that we we might need a another uh, another center back for for that side. I'm not completely disliking uh, him there. I think um, Coates is, is um, very good in the in a leadership role, so to speak, being the the boss at the back. Uh, gives him uh, confidence that he probably was lacking um, in recent years with the other with the other coaches yeah i'd agree uh and uh christian the last one because we sort of answered that inasi one uh how good of a signing will paulingo be after what you saw in his debut uh i can't i can't answer that question <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked what I saw. Um, I thought he was working hard, um, you know, getting on the ball, um, like checking wherever he needs to be to get the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't tell you how good of a signing he's going to be, but I hope he's a great one, and I'll say that much. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, the next question comes in from our guy, Joel Da Silva at Leon underscore 073. Um, he asks, this is a long shot, but let's say we can win the league. Establish ourselves as a dominant side in Portugal. Secure a CL a Champions League spot for the next two, three seasons. Do you think there is any possibility we can make the unthinkable happen and bring back the legend himself, Cristiano Ronaldo, back to the club? Rui, I'm gonna give that one to you. What are your thoughts? On that? Okay, uh, first things first. The the first part of the of the question is uh, very. It's a very long shot. <laughs> Yeah. Very, very long shot. That being said, I don't think it's relevant to whether Ronaldo comes back or not. I agree. He, we are never going to be able to pay him what he gets at other clubs. Never. It's impossible. So the only reason he would come back to Sporting is to win a title. And the, it's... If he wants to come back, he's going to come back, no matter the condition that Sporting is in. Of course, it helps if we have a, a structure prepared to fight for titles and to give him the, the, the minimum, the bare minimum to fight for titles. Uh, a good coach, a good manager, like, uh, like Ruben Amorim will probably, uh, would probably be. 
but um, more than that, we 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 continually winning. We we're, we're being on the Champions League regularly. I don't think that would be important for him. I think if he wants to come back to win a title because it's the only club where he played senior, not that he played uh, a lot as a senior here, uh, and uh, he didn't win. He didn't win a title. He won a title in England. He won a title in Spain, and he won the title in Italy. So the only place where he hasn't been champion is Portugal. So um, that, to me, would be the only reason why he would come back. It would it wouldn't depend on the money and the state of the club. If he wants to come back, he's going to come back. Whether that will happen or not, we'll see. Yeah, that was that was actually one of the questions I wanted to ask Bruno Carvalho when he was on. Actually, if that was ever in like the possibility of him coming back, like in the realms of possibility, but. Um, Anyways, next question comes in from our guy, Matt Paiva, Casa de Paiva at M Paiva 7. Um, have Sportingishas been too harsh on Antunj? I uh, feel like he's been frowned upon from day one, really for no good reason. Uh, was excellent versus Maritimu, has uh, his limits, but is a decent option off the bench. Put some respect on his name. Christian, I can only, I can only pass this to you, dude. What are your thoughts on our guy, Antunj? That is right, Casa de Paiva. <laughs> Casa de Paiva knows what's good with Antunas. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we go back to the signing itself, um, like, why? what was the real reason why the signing was memed so much? Like, was it because he's kind of older, 34? Um, I mean, he's he's a Portuguese international. I mean, he played for Kiev in the Champions League. Um, he played for Hetafe when they weren't a joke. I'm pretty sure he played in the Champions League for them, or at least Europe for sure. Um, I mean, he's had a good fucking long career. I mean, I'm happy for him. And you know what? It looks like Nuno Menz is in doubt for tomorrow, too. So, Amorim doesn't really have to worry about it, right? You know, I feel like he's like, this is a safe placeholder. And I hope he starts again tomorrow if Nuno Menz can't play. Because I think he earned it. And I think think he will. Uh, But yeah, I agreed. do think he earned I do think he earned it as well. Next question comes from uh, our boy Sam who couldn't make it today at Sam Fonseca with two A's. Question for Rui. Uh, if you could build a five aside team just out of Spartan players from any era, who would it be? <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah, that would be um listen, there's so much so many so many so so many players, so much talent. But um you would basically have two open slots, if you think about it. Because there's the goalkeeper, which most of us would probably choose Schmeichel. Uh, maybe, maybe Vitor Damas. But I never really saw Vitor Damas playing um, in that type of uh, close quarters uh, situation. And uh, Schmeichel also has uh, a lot of, uh, also had a lot of experience playing handball, uh, which would be helpful. And he's big. He would be very intimidating in a goal uh, on a five-a-side. And then, come on, we have two golden ball winners. You, you're going to have to put them both. There's no other way. There's no, no way around it. You're going to have to put them both. So that's Figo, Ronaldo, Michael, <laughs> which leaves two players. I'm I've always been a sucker for uh, for Balakov. 
this is my uh, because he's left-footed. I'm left-footed, so uh, personal preferences would all would, would mean that I would choose Balakov. And then there's the 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 fifth, which I don't know if I go for a defender or if I go for a striker. I would probably go for a striker and uh, and go for uh, for Perteo. There's also Yazaldo, which would be a great a great choice, or uh, Jardel, which would also be a great choice. But I would probably go for Perteo. Fair. Let so me just quickly. No, oh, sorry. Schmeichel, Figo, Ronaldo, Balakov, and Perteo. That would be my five. I like it. I, I was sorry. I was just so eager to read Richard Neves' uh, five because it's so good. <laughs> and then Ilari, Fongol, Zeglar, and Castiagos. I don't think. Rui, Shikibala wouldn't enter your your five? That depends if you wanted to play or if you, if you wanted to leave or if you wanted to go back to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to read uh, Jordan's. Jordan says. Uh, Ronaldo, Peruteu, Figu, Bruno, and Schmeichel. Decent yeah, shout as well. One as I like that yeah, one that's too. A good one as well. uh, Steph, next question to you. Who do you think will get sold in the summer? Um, I hate to say it, but I think Nunez. Uh, and I hate to say it, but I think Pedro Gonçalves. Yeah. Um, uh, unless we find a way to to buy back the fifty percent from Family Gun, but Family Gun they're not stupid either. They want to cash in in the deal. Uh, but I don't think we'll be able to hold uh, Pedro Gonzalez for 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 too long and uh, noon mints because um, all it takes is that Manchester United or Manchester City uh, giving us a, a bunch of money and giving the players the triple of their salary and they're gone. Um, and we need the money, let's be honest. The, the pandemic, the COVID-19 is not being really nice to sporting either. We need the money financially. We're not the only ones struggling. Uh, all the other clubs are struggling too. I mean, it's not by coincidence that the president of Olympians uh, already said he's going to readjust the, 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 the politics uh, for next season. Uh, and he vai apostar na formação outra vez. Uh, uh, for this, gastou 100 milhões, pá. Pois. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he didn't qualify. Of course he's going to. Yeah, yeah. He pissed away all the Champions the League money and all that stuff. But I agree What with Champions you. League money? They you never saw it. The Europa League. <laughs> that money you never saw, it was, they were banking on it. But anyway, I don't want to talk about them. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, I think Nun Mint will be gone in uh, Pedro Gonçalves. Yeah, I I'm, uh, I'm reading, I'm reading Garrick's post, and uh, I think he's probably uh, my thoughts are more in line with his. Nun Mint is probably gone, yeah, uh, not just Nun Mint, but all, maybe someone else from uh, from uh, from our academy. The reason why I don't think uh, maybe Mateus Nunes is... seems to be the name that's trending in that direction. Yeah, yeah, it's also a possibility. The reason why why I think that um, that uh, Pedro Gonçalves might stay is exactly because of the of what what you said. Family can't have fifty percent of him. Mm -hmm. When we sell him, we only get half the money that we sell him, which means we're not likely to sell him cheap. Personally, I think they're they're 
they, they will do they will do whatever they can to sell him as close for the for the release fee as possible, which is sixty million. Um, because even if we sell him for the for the release clause, we only get half. So we will only we will only get thirty million for a player that, while not as important as Bruno Fernandes was last season, he is also is being very close to his numbers are very close to what Bruno had. Mm-hmm. In the in terms I'd of be goals, sh- I'd be shocked if the transfer feed's higher, though. To be honest. Uh, I don't. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be forty. Honestly. Is the max. The thing is, it depends if we sell them. You know, if yeah. if if someone offers forty, you know, you're only going to get twenty. When you paid six so, and a half, so you made thirteen and a half million in a year. I mean, yeah. there's worse business out there. Yeah, sure. but it's, certainly. So, but yeah, it's not ideal. Now, consider the possibility. The alternative: East stays one more year. He plays Champions League football. How likely will will it be that you sell him closer to the release uh, then? Yeah. Sure. So, unless we 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 manage to coax the other fifty percent from uh, from Fabrica, which I don't think we will, at least not cheap. Yeah, no. I don't think they will sell it for anything less than twenty, and even twenty, they they might not sell. Um, it's it's likely that he's going to stay exactly because of the of the of the deal that we made with the with Fabrico. especially if we have other players that we can sell. If we have other players that we can sell, I think they will be a priority and not uh, uh, not uh, Pedro Gonçalves. Yeah, no, I I actually agree. Um... Speaking of Pedro Gonzalez, this is our last sort of comment. Uh, it has to do with uh, him. Uh, oh my gosh, has to do with him uh, finally being recognized in FIFA. I don't know for all you FIFA players out there. He has a center midfielder card and a right winger card. I'm not much of a uh, FIFA guy myself, but uh, finally getting the recognition. Another thing on the yeah. sales, I'm I'm surprised Jovan hasn't been sold because I I was on here saying adamantly I thought Jovan was going to be sold in January. I think I think next summer is is going to be almost a definite. So long as he stays healthy, this rest of the this the next half of the season, I think he's definitely gone. Um, but yeah, um, let's go on to uh, the Meritimu game. Um, let me put up the lineup real quick, uh, and I'll read it to you guys. Uh, the lineup was as followed: we had Antonio Adan in net with Inacio uh, over the suspended uh, Neto. Uh, Kovac and Fadal in the back line with Pedro Poru and Antunes on the wing backs positions with Bellinga and uh, uh, Mateusz Nunes. Uh, with Nuno Sanch, Pedro Gonzalves, and Paulinho making his debut up top. Rui, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on, on the Meritimu game? And also, what were your thoughts on our uh, most expensive signing? Uh, well, Regarding the 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 Paulinho signing, it's it's pretty much the 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 mirror of uh, of the deal that we made for uh, for Amorim. Uh, Varandas was pressured because of the of the way that the club was playing because of the, the lack of 
identity, uh, shall we say, um, in um, in the squad. Players really didn't didn't seem to care much for for what was going on. Uh, they they were talking so much about the all shit and the players that uh, that we had and uh, and this and that, but we weren't using them. We were letting them go for for cheap. So they they went all in on a on a manager. They liked out. Let's let's face it. They liked out a lot. Um, and uh, Amurin basically needs someone up front that um, that not only uh, can score goals but creates opportunities to the people behind him, which is what he what he did. Is it expensive? Yes, because. Um, Salvador is not stupid. He knows that uh, that that the Mourinho really wanted him. He knew that he could pretty much squeeze us, and he probably didn't want to lose him either. Uh, so he uh, did his best to 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 hang on to him. Um, but you could see, you could see by the way that he moved the the, the not just so much the the opportunities. That uh, that he created, but the the space that he uh, opened up. Uh, so I don't think he's going to score. I'm answering Lauren right now. I don't think he's going to score that many goals as some people think. You know, fifteen, twenty goals. But he's going to score goals. But he's going to create a lot of more chances. So we're going to be more attacking than we were. We're going to create more chances, and hopefully. We're gonna score those chances. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised that he that he that he immediately uh, started um, because because we lack a player with his uh, with a skill set. Um, Tiago Tomas is a great striker, but he he, he plays differently, just like uh, Sporar did. So, um, so yeah, it's it would be it would probably be a shoe in as it as it as he in fact was. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Christian? What were your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, we have kind of mentioned it uh, recently how we were kind of, uh, you know, we needed a game to kind of like really get back. You know, a lot of the results, you know, recently um, have been. Cl- I mean, the Bifika game was a good game. I'll say that, but the maybe like five before that, um, they weren't like they weren't unconvincing, but they weren't convincing. I'll say that much. This was certainly convincing. Um, not an easy pitch. We've already lost there this season. Got a history of fucking up there in critical moments. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, it was it was a great performance. Um, I thought the guys who stepped who stepped in, who weren't starters in the last game, uh, Inacio, Bolinha, and Tunes, I believe those, and Bolinha, uh, I guess too. I thought all of them played great. I, I mean, enough can't be said about the Antunes performance. My guy was up and down the flank, making plays defensively, making plays offensively, um, putting the he ball. Even got a- Sorry, he even got a free kick. Yeah, yeah, almost scored a free kick. It wasn't that bad, but... Honestly, he should have scored in, like, the third or fourth minute. The third minute, yeah. It was, like, a a Paulinho backfield, and then it went to someone else, and then it went out wide, and it fell right to him on his left foot, and he put it wide. But I was... I mean, 
when I saw that in the fourth minute, I knew it was, we were on baby. It was a Vitorinu yeah. game coming. Um, so yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was very happy. Um, Gonsalves, yeah. nutmeg on the keeper, disgusting. Considering that we're we're not going to have a lot of games because we're just playing for the for the for the league right now, um, they can really focus uh, players that that will uh, uh, that will play on rotation like Antunes and uh, Jean Pereira. They can really focus their performances when they get those minutes because they know that chances are that next week they're not going to play the starting again. So they can uh, they can really give it their all, and uh, yeah, it was it was surprising, I, um, and um, hopefully when he when he's called again, he can uh, he can do the same, maybe score. I, I mean, <laughs> uh, in the second half, uh, I mean the the. Um... The goal came early enough that uh, um, what minute was the second goal? It was like like fifty five, maybe. Ish. It was fifty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. So the second goal came early enough that it felt like a fun game in the second half. Because if we don't score that second goal, even if we're dominating in the back of your head, you're just like fuck, fuck, fuck. One counter attack. <laughs> you know, it's all it takes. Um, oh, it must be kind of must be mentioned. They were a shell of themselves without their star man up top, which was definitely nice yeah. because they literally created zero chances. Like, they, why wasn't he playing? Uh, I think I he's. Just, I, I think he's just hurt, like a oh, relatively okay. minor injury. Um, but yeah, we lucked out for the sure. Um, yeah, they were. They generated legitimately zero chances. Um, they were not. They didn't really have much going for them, uh, understandably. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we got to see some Braganza. We even got to see Juan Pereira, who even got a yellow card within his, like, four minutes of playing. Um, yeah, it just felt fun in the second half. It didn't feel on edge. Um, we had already seen the result from the other game before this, right? Yep. So no, we, from Porto? That was yesterday. Oh, that was – so that was after the – No, Porto. Well, oh, Porto you mean Z. the – Porto's game was uh, the next round. Yeah, the first yeah. Game I'm the... talking before Sorry, this Sorry, yeah. Game. The Befica did tie. Befica tied 0-0 against uh, Guimarães before us. Mm -hmm. And Porto... Porto won. Porto lose points? Oh, they won. Okay. They yeah. won. But yeah, Befica had just lost or just no, dropped. Porto, Porto, yeah. Wait. The, the no, before Porto, yesterday. Porto Didn't they... Wasn't it the Belenso game? The Bessad game? Yes. Comporta? Yes. 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 They drew 0-0. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, so the, I, the, so the, yeah. The, the the robbery, according. Well, it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. The the Nanu probably deserved the penalty. Um, though they they complained so much about Fidal. Sorry to interrupt. Just real no, quick. It's all good. They complained so much about Fidal. This is a taste of their own medicine. Um, but they should have got the or Bissad should have got a red card, and then yeah, the fact that they Corona got a red card yesterday. But anyways, sorry, go ahead, Christian. So, I mean, it really feels like it's all coming together at the right time. Not only are we getting the job done, but we're getting help. So each each week the lead grows on one and some team. It grows. It's, if it's not Porto, it's Benfica. If it's not Benfica, it's Braga. Sometimes it's like all three of them in the same weekend. And it's like we almost have a double-digit lead on two of them now, right? Um, well, Benfica is technically back up because they're a game in hand on us. But it's like... 
feels good. It feels good. Um, the game don't, at the Dragon. Don't, the game don't at the, count the Dragano, 11 points yet. Don't I'm count not, the 11 points yet. I don't care about Benfica. <laughs> I only care about Porto okay. at this point. Um, and obviously the game at the end of the month is going to be decisive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Let me let me quickly uh, give my two cents on uh, on Paulinho. Uh, 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 an expensive signing here. Uh, an expensive signing for sure, but I, I, like Rui mentioned, I think he's going to be more than just a goal scorer as well. I think he, and you even seen it in uh, in the Maritimo game, even in the first half especially. Uh, he was linking up really well. Maybe there's a few on that Antunja on that Antunja opportunity in the third minute. Um, I think more so than ever, it's just a, a, a sort of um, like a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're not um, Pedro Gonçalves and Paulinho weren't like. Uh, they haven't been playing a while. Like they haven't played long enough. They don't know to, like, each really other. Know the move. Exactly. They don't know the movements. Exactly. Not in sync. A Portuguese guy helping me with my English. My English is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they're not in sync enough. And and Pizzagonsov sort of made that pass just a bit behind. If it's in front of him, I think Paulinho scores that. But because it's behind, he still did well to to link up on Tunes to maybe even get the shot off. Um, and there was a few times there. And then in the beginning of the second half, he almost scored a cheeky little back heel. So. Um, I agree. I don't think he's going to score as many goals as as a lot of people may think, but I he's definitely, there, you know, is he? Oh, with the podcast, I was listening to a bit of the podcast. Oh, you yeah. mean pot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a bit of the podcast. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I, I'm, I'm liking pot and like the human he is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to score as many goals as people may think. I think there was also a mention here, eight to 10 goals. I'll be happy with eight to 10 goals personally. Um, but, uh, I think more yeah. so, more so than anything, he's going to, he's going to be that link that we need. At least he's a figurehead that can, even if it's, if his back is towards the goal, he can then still link up our, our wingers, our, our post and Nunu Sanch or, or, or Tavato or even, um, João Mario in the midfield. I think he's going to be, do very well in terms of that. And, and that's sort of what his role was under Amuring at Braga as well. Um, I honestly think this was maybe the best game we've had in recent memory. Maybe I'm just, it's a, um, a recency bias that I'm having right now, but uh, I, I honestly, we, we won two nothing, but it should have been more than that. It should have been a solid four or five. I thought we, we created enough chances to, to, to get more out of the game. And like Christian mentioned, Maritimo didn't really do much. Um. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else really much more to add on this game. Um, Rui, I don't know if you want to add on to that. What were your thoughts on, on, on Padinga? Do you think maybe Padinga should have gotten a yellow card there? Uh, there was there was especially a certain play where the referee called a foul on, on Padinga that was I was a like, joke. what is going to happen? What's going to happen if he gives me yellow right now? Like, what, okay. the fucking system is going to break. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not going to break because... <laughs> The the he he still has five yellow cards. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. the, the 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 suspension has been suspended. So until the, there's a decision regarding that, and the card, I don't know if the card can be uh, can be withdrawn or not. Um, he's gonna stay uh, with the same number of of, uh, of yellows. So if he keeps adding yellows, which is likely considering he plays for Sporting, uh, it's there's always a, the possibility that he's going to serve his suspension for his ninth yellow card before he serves his suspension for his fifth. <laughs> Which is weird. 
but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past it, uh, considering how uh, how the Portuguese justice uh, and the, the the football federation uh, how they work. It would be comic and shameful, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he would uh, serve his suspension for his ninth yellow card before he before before his fifth. So True. yeah. I like Lauren, asks, Lauren asks, and maybe you can answer this, Rui. Do you think he'll, they'll suspend them for the Porto game? Probably. <laughs> Probably. They were, they were already pointing out that the decision would be likely at, uh, at the end of the month, which is roughly when the game, when the game, uh, when the game is going to happen. And uh, if they decide against Sporting, that means that he's going to serve it there. Which is uh, why I was saying when we were talking before uh, before the before we went live that this um, this new uh, injunction that uh, that the, the the Portuguese Federation is trying to to revert the injunction of the of the yellow card is probably not that bad for us because that would mean that he would serve the. The, the the suspension right away, and uh, not have to worry about the the game with uh, with Porto, which we probably probably will will need him. I don't know, considering the way Porto are playing, maybe maybe they will be in uh, top form, and we could do without without yeah. him. I mean, after all, we played without him for most of the Benfica game, so I I I don't know. I don't know. They're uh, they're they're having a hard time with our games, <laughs> and considering that they're going to play again on Wednesday and then again on the weekend, and then again uh, with Juventus and then again on the weekend, until until they play us, they're going to play twice a week, which means that he's going to have to. Sergio Consisto is going to have to to manage his uh, his squad. We're seeing that it's not is not easy. He's he's getting injured. He's losing points. He's getting suspensions with coroner's red cards. So um, I don't know. Maybe maybe just maybe we won't need Padilla back back then. So we'll see. We'll see. So, so answer me this then, because I'm still a little confused. If 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 Pelina sees a yellow card next game, does he miss the? No. Um, he doesn't miss Pas Freire because of that. No. Oh, okay, so the only thing under review is if sixth yellow, not, and you don't get a suspension for your sixth yellow. Yes, it's five, nine, twelve. Okay, 14. so then is it is it that they is it that they um. So until they make a decision whether the yellow card stands or not, he's at five. So meaning if they do make the a decision card, within yeah. the next week or two that the yellow card doesn't stand, he's then at four, and then the next time he sees yellow, he gets suspended? That's what it yes, is? that would be correct. Yes, I would assume. Ooh, I think that that is a, an unlikely scenario that they take the yellow away. Fair. So... <laughs> So we got lucky that he played against Bishop Basically, he's game. sitting the Passus game or the Porto game. Mm. Is how I see it. If, depending on yeah. when the court ruling comes in and use your imagination, guys. Right, right. <laughs> no, so we there's, that whole ex 
that whole explanation, you know that meme with the math going on to the guys? I, I yeah, had to fucking yeah. work out real quick. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, Sorry, Steph, go much, ahead. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we didn't get lucky that uh, he played Benfica. We just have uh, a bunch of lawyers that knew what to do, and they were really smart. We pulled the fast mm -hmm. one in the Portuguese. Yeah, uh, you judge, maybe? <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's, it's, it's something that the CD was never expecting any club to do it. But we found the article, it was Ron Castro, he was talking about it. It was uh, article 47-1. And it, it specifically says we could we could do it. So we followed the law. We didn't do anything illegal. This happens in American sports too, where they, where they uh, challenge the suspension. And then while they're challenging it, they keep playing until there's a ruling. Um, yeah, I've seen it happen before um, in American uh -oh. sports. I have a question for Rui. Um, the, uh, the the lady from the CD, a portista, no? Well, the league uh, the league is based up there, so their their offices are up there, and uh, you. I think I've seen a picture uh, on Twitter. Of her with uh, with Sergio Conceição, so yeah, maybe she is. Maybe she is. I have no, I have no idea. But um, this, uh, uh, I don't know if you, if you guys were watching uh, the the Sporting City Centers podcast uh, earlier on, but uh, 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 João Castro uh, said. Uh, uh, spoke uh, explained the the reasons behind this uh, this move by the the liga by the Portuguese liga and the federação. It's because they um, they didn't realize that there was an open door that allowed clubs to do this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the in the in the in the regulations of the Tribunal Arbitral do Desporto, which is. Uh, which is the supreme authority for uh, for decisions in uh, in sports in Portugal? That there was a door that allowed it to uh, them, the 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 court, to appeal to a civilian court, like they did, because it wasn't Sporting, contrary to what a lot of people think, it wasn't Sporting that appealed to a civilian court. We uh, appealed to the Tribunal Arbitral do Desporto, which is perfectly in our rights to do. And the, the, the Tribunal Arbitral do Desporto, because they couldn't get uh, a decision on our, uh, on, our, uh, on our appeal in time, they sent the, pro the, 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 the process, the process, they sent it to the civilian court, which then issued the Providencia Cautelar, which basically suspended the, the the suspension. So the application of the red card, which is a one-game one suspension, was suspended because tri the Tribunal Arbitral do Desporto could not uh, make a decision on time. And that's likely what the Liga is trying to stop. They want to close that door because uh, they didn't know that it was open. They have to change the uh, basically that specific article. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So they want they want a ruling on it, 
that that would give them precedent to then deny these uh, these uh, these types of requests yeah, which exactly. makes sense of course it makes sense that they if they don't they won't they don't want the clubs to to have this uh, freedom so ability. to speak ability and, and and just you know appeal imagine that you do pretty much what sporting do, uh, did you appeal a, a suspension a couple of days before the game because the court won't have time to review it they will suspend it and then the case will probably fail and you will uh, get suspended and the player will get suspended anyway but you still get him for that crucial game that you want hmm. so it's understandable yeah. that the league want to close that door yeah smart move yeah it's a smart move but at the same time you know, uh, you, we have to remember that uh, not too long ago, uh, a Bifikista player uh, was suspended for two games and it was overturned uh, with the because the referee admitted he made a mistake and because of the images. Uh, so, uh, yeah. and then uh, Carol Costa, which was our player and went to Bifika, Traidora. Uh, she the same thing. She 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 was also involved in a very similar case, and the city also canceled it. So yeah. so that that's why the the the, the uh, our, our lawyers did a great job. It was a big fuck you to the city because they can be just you know favoring Club de Circular, Benfica, and us. We get the short stick. So. Um, congratulations. Usually, we usually get the short stick. Yeah, we <laughs> there, 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 There's another thing which, which really ticks me off regarding all this the, all this uh, Padinha situation. Everyone knows that that, that that yellow card shouldn't have been, uh, shouldn't have been given. No. Mm -hmm. yep. there, it, it wasn't even a foul, much less a yellow card. The referee himself admitted later that he, the yellow card shouldn't have been given. So there should be a system that allows in these types of uh, appeals when the referee admits, yeah, I made a mistake, that mistake should be reverted. It's as simple as mm -hmm. that. But because they because they they're 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 so limited in the way they think they only allow uh, these types of situations to be reverted if the referee sa says that he didn't see the whole the whole uh, the whole incident which is ridiculous you can make a, a bad decision and then correct it it should be allowed in the regulation if if you can be reverted because he didn't see it or something he got the wrong impression he thought that the player was alone it was a goal-scoring opportunity that he was moving in a different direction than he actually was. So, in essence, he didn't see the incident correctly. So, let the, the let the card be reverted. Let the decision be reverted. So, yeah, I think that should change as well. If that was allowed, we wouldn't be in this mess and probably exposing loopholes and uh, flaws in our regulations as well. And the mm -hmm. player, the player in question was Ruben Diaz. He was suspended for two games with a red card. Grissom was out, and 
that that's that's uh, and that sticks like uh, uh, a Vilvius. Yeah. So you know that's it. I, I don't want to waste more time on this, but uh, what I was sporting did was not illegal. So no, no. Fair. Agree, Steph. We just uh, we went away from it, but I want to know your opinion also on the game. Uh, what were your thoughts, and what were your thoughts on Paulinho? Hey, listen, I didn't listen. I didn't hear Chris's opinion and your opinion and Rui's opinion, but I had those uh, special powers, telepathy. So <laughs> uh, it was a very consistent game from the get go. Uh, we dominated the whole game. I I don't. I think only towards the end, maybe Maritim created one chance of goal. But other than that, Adan, he, 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 was, he was like in Cancun on vacation. Um, he didn't have much to do at all. Uh, we could have scored a couple more goals. Uh, very convincing uh, victory. Very solid performance by the whole team. Um, very well prepared by uh, Ruben and Murin this time against Maritimo. Uh, Maritim played a little bit different from last time. Uh, we explored the back of their defense uh, really well. Another great uh, pass by Ignacio to Pot and then Pot Kualagata. Uh, and then he, he, what, what a goal. I mean, I, I watched that play like 20 times because it, it was so delicious. Um, and Ignacio is becoming a reliable center back. He has a great vision. Uh, you know, and that's it. We deserve to win. We we the two nothing was actually too short for me. It should have been three or four, uh, but I'll take it. And uh, MVP of the match, of course, uh, Pedro Gonzalez. Agreed. Agreed. Um, also, have to mention because we were we were bigging him up. I don't even think we even mentioned it. Uh, uh, our boy Vitorino with the assist that for the second goal as well. So, oh yeah, that was Antunes. Yeah, that was a sick play. That was, I mean, when I, the, the whole play was phenomenal. Started on the right, ended in the left. First touch, yung gol do Caracas. O Pedro Gonçalves, ele cheiro de gol. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I loved it too. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Steph. My MVP, my man of the match goes to Pot. Um, how about you, Christian? You're you're muted. <laughs> but I think I know what I'm you gonna said. I'm going to go on tunes. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Rui? Uh, well, I, I like the tunes a lot as well. Uh, it, it was a surprising performance considering that you know, all the flack that he's been uh, getting uh, the entire season and finally gets his chance and he plays very well. But come on. Pedro Gonçalves scored, two, scored the two goals. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't get away from that. So yeah, MVP. <laughs> Agreed, and he megged he megged the keeper for that yeah. first goal. What a oof, yeah. what a beautiful goal. Um, let's 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 pivot a bit for uh, our our upcoming game tomorrow. It's a it's a big one, seeing as Porto did tie two two. I celebrated that Braga goal like it was a Spartan goal. That was the only <laughs> time in my life <laughs> I yelled. I was over there in the kitchen watching with my goal, Carajo! You know, so it was it was amazing. Um, but job's not finished. Of course, Befica won today. So, um, you know, if we want to keep the 11-point the distance from Befica, we got to win tomorrow. Um, Gilles Vicente, let me just quickly see where they're at in the league. Um, but I, I believe... 18th through, like, ninth place are the same. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're tight. They're 16 points, 13th place. Same points as Riwav, a point ahead of Portimonense. 
two points ahead of Boavista and Familikão, who who have been having a smeller uh, in comparison to what their expectations were this season. And then, of course, three points from uh, Farins, who are in last. So, I mean, a relegation battle, it's always tough facing these teams. I, 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 I hate facing these teams because I know, you know, historically Sporting, you know, we might get a result against the big guys. It's these little guys that fuck us over. Um, Rui, how do you see tomorrow's game going? What are your thoughts? I, 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 I'm still having trouble adjusting to the 11 points. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it very much. No, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying it. It's just... Uh, it's weird. Listen. Listen. Not I've, expected. Um, not expected. I've... I've been I've I've uh, I've been a sporting uh, uh, sportingista ever since I was born. I was uh, I was enrolled as a socio when I was barely six months old. Um, and uh, but there's a, there's another club that I like a lot, which is uh, Manchester United. Me too. And. Uh, I always enjoy giving flack to um, to their main rivals, which is, of course, Liverpool. Especially for the the fact that Liverpool uh, had never managed to win the Premier League. Uh, they were they were the club with most most championships in England before the Premier League began, and they were over overpassed, overtaken. And they had never won it. It was like 30 years or something. Mm-hmm. The fact that they managed to do it last year just showed us how strange things are nowadays. <laughs> but even then, I didn't really expect what, 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 we're, what we're seeing this year. Not just because we're doing well, which we do on occasion, but that the other guys are doing so badly. That's something that's rare. That's something that's rare. Um, but JJ from what, already found the solution. Why the, the excuse? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I read, I read that. I read that. Yeah, yeah. It's COVID nineteen. Yeah. yeah, it's COVID nineteen. Yeah. Good So um, focusing. Focusing on uh, well, listen. I'm glad that he's uh, that he's better. That he's gonna be uh, that he's recovered and all that. But um, he is a major, major asshole. <laughs> anyway, regarding the game, uh, the game tomorrow, Gil uh, Vicente are, uh, are on a losing streak. I think they lost the last three or four games in the league. Uh, I think they're, they're going to miss a couple of uh, players through to with suspensions and injuries. So they're not even uh, at, um, at uh, a top, uh, top capacity, which means that we're likely they will be close at the back and then we're going to have to open it up uh, to get there. So it's going to be a tough game. You know, all those, those teams that are fighting for, um, to 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 stay to stay afloat uh, are always going to be uh, hard games, but uh, I I'm confident that we're gonna that we're gonna win. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep 
keep this um, this buffer between us and our and our other rivals. We're gonna hopefully increase to port. And um, I'm not just confident because of the because of the of of what they've been doing and you know obviously being a weaker uh, a weaker opponent it's more than a, we're more than capable of of defeating i feel that for the, for the first time uh, in in many years i see in the players something that i usually only see uh, which i've only seen recently in the in the modalidad which is that mentality that they know the weight of the shirt. They understand the history that's behind it. Uh, and they do all they can, even when they're having an off night, which happens to everyone. They still run, they still fight, they still do all they can. That's really all that we can, we can uh, hope, we can expect from them. It's that they are, they do everything that they can to win. Because if you do that, you're much closer to winning than if you just walk in there and assume that sooner or later you're going to score. Assume that sooner or later you're going to win. And if you look at the, the game that we lost, with especially with Baritim, which to me was probably one of our more lackluster performances, you didn't see that. They went into the game kind of expecting sooner or later to score because we were creating more chances. And when they scored, we went... That's when we really started to play. It was already too late. Uh, I think that was a lesson to them. I think they, they realized that uh, they need to focus 100% from the, 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 the whistle, from the beginning to, to the final whistle. And uh, that's if you look at if you look at the statistics. Uh, I think it was uh, Nunvalinius uh, that tweeted this a um, couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. We uh, score most of our goal goals at the beginning of the game and at the end of the game, which means that we enter strong and we don't give up. They keep fighting until the end, going after. Something that we 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 saw, I think, I think it was in the in that first Jesus season when we also scored a lot of goals at the at the closing. Um, we're seeing uh, we're seeing that again. We, even even one of the games where we lost points, which was the the Family Kong game, we scored a goal that was perfectly legal. That they, they, they that would have won us the game, right after yeah. they drew, Coates went up there and scored. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they don't give up. They keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and that's something that that I haven't seen much from our uh, from our football uh, squads in the in the past. Which is why I'm reasonably confident that we're gonna keep this uh this buffer between us and uh barring any uh surprises coming from 
outside outside our uh, our influence from uh, you know guys with whistles in their mouth and something like that. Mm-hmm. I th- I think we are in a very good uh, good position to uh, you know break that streak and uh, celebrate like we haven't in uh, almost twenty years. So, so should I should I start looking at tickets from Toronto to Portugal or am I just is this too soon? No, no. <laughs> let's take it, let's take it one game at a time. Let's take it a game. I agree. At a time. <laughs> but uh, I'm listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I wasn't really confident when we played Benfica. I'm usually confident when uh, when we are in, in this title position. I really wasn't. I've seen. Uh, enough games of Sporting to know that we can always find a way to screw it up. Uh, and the fact that we managed to get a goal the way that we did, and also in the game in the game against Porto, where we uh, we didn't really play a great game, we played enough, but we really didn't play a great game. They played better than us. Let's let's face it, uh, they played better than us, but we didn't give up. We kept pushing and pushing. We managed to pull two. Uh, we managed to draw and win in the in the closing minutes. I'm fairly confident that we're gonna we're gonna manage to, barring any unforeseen circumstances. I think we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing it. So yeah, let's take it one game at a time. Let's keep focused. Let's keep supporting them. Uh, and. Uh, let them do what they what they do best, which is win. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I just want to quickly add on to that uh, because you you hit it spot on, and it's something I, I've also been preaching. It's that uh, mentality, that rasa that I haven't seen at the Spartan soccer squads in forever. That I would always talk to my Portista and Befiquista friends here in Toronto, saying that you know we don't have the same sort of sauce that we can be. We can be seven points up like we were back in 2015, 16, and it's like it's still nerve wracking because even still, uh, four. Even, oh, oh, we're four. Just four. We were seven points ahead at one point. Where are we? No, we were no? four. We were four from Benfica and Porto at the at the turn of the, no final the primera volta. Right. Anyways, we were four ahead from both of them. Nonetheless, it's no. It's there's no. Comfortable we, we were seven. We were seven points ahead of Benfica at some point, but Porto were closer to us. Benfica then kept coming, 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 but we never had a lead like this. That's not fair, fair. But but anyways, four or seven to me, it was never a comfortable lead. And then especially, yeah, yeah, especially I when I was when uh, on that Guimarães game where we tied three three after winning three after being up three nothing. When I see uh, William Carvalho, now it makes all the sense in the world. But when that he goes game. up to the fans saying one point, one point ahead, it's like what kind of that- fucking mentality is this in the club? <laughs> That, you know game I mean? was, uh, that game was sixteen seventeen. Oh, six wasn't it? Wasn't it just before the Benfica game? That that way he went one point in front of the fans, and then we fucked it up against Benfica. We maybe I'm wrong. No, I uh, the three three game I remember because I was there. I nice. went to watch that game. It was sixteen seventeen. I think you're talking about a game that we probably we drew nil nil or something. Maybe it was nil like nil. But anyways, I remember before the Benfica game, William Carvalho, I think he captained that game, going up to the fans saying one point, one point. I, I, like, oh, yeah. that, that, that was the moment that clicked. It's like, what kind of fucking stupid mentality is that? So that's, that's and I agree. And this is something I've also seen from this team. 
I've also seen that, you know, maybe it's his, it's his inexperience, so he's not overly confident, and he knows the club he's, he's at right now. Um, but I also think Ruben Amurin not yet putting the pressure on the players to win the league and saying we're going to win the league well, is here's also the doing thing. a favor for us here, as well. Here's the thing. A club with the dimension and the, the story, sporting. well, it's not mm-hmm. story, it's history. history There's so yes. much weight, it's, it's really history. Um, we're always, let's face it, we're always contenders for the title. You know, it's, it's what it's, we couldn't be anything else. The problem is that when you put that much pressure, especially when you have so many young, young players right out of the right out of the academy, uh, which is why Amuri is so reluctant to, to put that pressure on them, uh, they, they they feel it, you know, and they every little thing that they that they get from the outside be it incentives be it uh, booing uh, it's going to it's going to have weight it's going to impact on them every decision that they they don't want to fail basically they feel the weight of it and they don't want to fail so that's why uh, Amuri is doing it the, the way that he is and also because let's face it we haven't won we haven't won a title in almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. In the past, since I since I'm I'm 45 years old, since I was born, Sporting have won five or six titles in 45 years. That one that's one title, one championship title every nine years, almost every 10 years. We had a massive gap between titles from 81 uh, from 82 to to 2000 and now we're on another one we have lost that winning mentality that that winning uh, dna so to speak so it's perfectly understandable that while we're in this situation that amurin wants to keep that pressure off them let's keep playing game on game but we are a big club so yes we are we should always be title contenders and here's the thing we always talk about how we are the from the three the big three clubs the one that has more grievances against the system you know refs decisions and all and that's perfectly true Mm -hmm. i've watched enough games in uh in the stadium to know that it is true and the way that they talk to our players the arrogance and the hubris with which they uh, with which they uh, they they interact with us is clearly different from the way they interact with the with players from Porto and from Benfica. That being said, how many titles can we uh, say that we lost because of referees? How many times in these forty years? How many times were we robbed? Really, I think we've only been around a in my handful 20, of times. In my in my twenty five years, I can only say one. Yeah, it's been a handful of times. It was that handball from uh, from Ronnie with. Uh, uh, I forgot about that. Uh, it was uh, the fifteen sixteen um, and a handful more. A couple more in Europe. Yeah, uh, 
couple yeah. more, the, couple more. The fact that yeah, but, but Europe is uh, Europe is in a, we're we're small in Europe. Let's yeah, say. we're too small. Yeah, a couple uh, more in the eighties and the nineties. The people. fact is, the fact is, we should be in the fight for the championship every single year. We have been the 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 years the seasons in which we have been contenders have been the exception, not the rule. It should be reversed. No. We should have a bad year once in a while, not have a good year once in a while. We yes. should always be fighting for the titles. We should always be up there. Since I've been born, that that idea that as soon as we hit Christmas, we're gonna get screwed and we're gonna we're gonna stop mattering. We're gonna stop counting. It should be there. But the, the fact that it became so prevalent in our own self, in, in our own way of looking at sporting uh, and sportingismo, means that we need to reinvent ourselves in that regard. We need to rediscover what it is to be a big club, because a big club isn't just because we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of, uh, of uh, fans, we have a lot of uh, socios, uh, we have a lot of uh, Modalidades, uh, we have a big stadium, uh, we make a lot of money. No, a big club always plays to win. We have to always play to win every competition. Will we have the tools to, to succeed when we enter the Champions League to win it? No, probably not. But we're still going to go, which was what happened when we were playing, for example, uh, under Jorge Jesus against Real Madrid against Barcelona, where we were playing against them eye on eye, como se costuma dizer, olhos nos olhos. That's what we need to do always, not just when we're playing against Manchester and Barcelona and Paris Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich. You need to do the same thing when you're playing the Alverques that beat us on the Cup to, uh, last year. The mm -hmm. Moreirenses, the Gil Vicentes tomorrow. We have to Always play to win, not expect the win to fall in our lap. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, until we start winning regularly, we start being contenders regularly, we're probably going to have to keep doing this uh, in this fashion, playing game each game until, until the players themselves are confident in their abilities and they're confident that, oh, Okay, here we play for titles. Here we, we don't just play, you know, we don't just play for, for a salary like uh, like we saw a couple of years ago. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's why I think that uh, what Ruben really is doing is, is very important, keeping them, uh, keeping them uh, grounded, so to speak, because they're yeah. young and because the club doesn't have that mentality we should have that mentality it shouldn't be up to the coach to impose that mentality on the players it should come from the fans it should come from the structure it should come from the president but we don't we don't we don't have that thankfully the coach understands all that and uh, and he's doing all he can yeah facts facts well said um just quickly back to Gil Vicente um they won their last game against Boavista 2-1 at the Bessa. Uh, but then, yeah, they went on a losing streak. Lost 2-1 to Passos at home. Lost 2-0 to Porto in the Tassa. Lost 1-0 at, at Braga. 
lost at home one nothing to to Maritimu. So um, yeah, their last win came on January fourteenth, and that was to second division Viseu. Um, but I mean, or aside from the Boavista game that happened on uh, on Friday, so um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm also confident in this team as well. I I think we're we're pushing on to a good start or to a a, a great season, and um and and they they can't play Pedro March either. I'm not sure of who their other strikers are, but um, I'm gonna go with a uh, a, a a three. Actually, I'm gonna steal Lauren's answer. I'm gonna go with the three-one win. Paulinho scores two, and Nunesan scores the third. Uh, Steph, I'll pass it to you, dude. What were your What are your thoughts on the Gil Vicente game? Um, I think we will win. I don't think I know. We will win two nothing. Um, goal to Paulinho, another the pot. Uh, and uh, since I've been born, Sporting has been championed uh, five times, 74, 80, 82, 2000, 2002. I was born in 1972. Um, yeah, so, so you have one more than me. So, <laughs> so, so this season, it so looks... Four titles for me, 79, yeah. 82, 2000, 2002. Yeah. So um, I, have, I have all the confidence... If we win tomorrow, we'll be in extremely good shape. Eight points ahead of uh, Porto, 11 of Benfica, and uh, nine, uh, nine of Braga. So this is the season, guys. But the reason why we need this little buffer, it's for, for when we play against Porto and Benfica, if we, if we, if we tie, which is normal, it's a triple. Uh, even if we look, forget we're, go we're, we're going away all games. Yes, yeah, we're going away to Porto, we're going away to Benfica, we're going away to, to Braga. Empty stadiums, so, uh, empty stadiums, though. So it's yeah, there. it's there. yeah, yeah, but maybe it, not, maybe not at the end, maybe of the not season. for the luge. Yeah, maybe not for the luge. I was going to say that, but the luge by then, if we have this, uh, this um, father, this buffer, yeah. we should be fine. But the reason why you, you create this kind of gap in between your rivals, if for slips, possibly na luz, no dragão, or no Braga, no primeiro de maio, then we, because uh, let's, let's be honest, when you play against Porto and Benfica, the chances of losing, it's always, you know, a, a possibility. Of course, we yeah. don't want to lose against them. Well, we know that. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's it. I think we're going tomorrow to nothing. Gold to pot and gold to Paulinho. I like it. Dalia. Christian. Um, I don't think we're gonna have the luxury of it being quite as comfortable as with the last game. I think that was a little treat, but I do still think we got a result. Uh one nothing. Uh opens his account. Fair. I and also want to say right on his fucking head. That's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I also just want to say I'm I'm only confident in a win because I do work tomorrow, and and the shirt and the sweater will be out, guys. Don't you even stress. And the red mask reason. must be said. Red mask. It's a full red outfit. It's a full red kit. Yeah, I have to admit that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> a red. Oh my god. I make myself sick, but if it makes Sporting win, it makes Sporting win. <laughs> So for that. Rui, I'm, I'm going to pass it off to you in terms of uh, the world of Mudalidades this weekend, seeing as you're our, our Mudalidades expert today. 
Yeah, so, um, well, okay, uh, roller hockey, in case uh, you guys don't know, we're still, uh, we're still uh, with a couple of, uh, with our, with our squad in, uh, in isolation because of a few cases. So we've missed three games. Uh, we're three games in hand against uh, the leaders, which is, if I'm not mistaken, are now Porto. Because they beat, uh, let me check real quick. Because they beat Barcelos this weekend. They played Barcelos and won, uh, which were the the previous uh, leaders. Yes, they won eight six. So no, Barcelos are still in front, but Porto have a game in hand. And then it's us with uh, three games in hand, uh, and then Benfica, uh, who lost. Sporting Tomar. So um, it's very, very complicated to look at this uh, to look at this uh, league. The what's what's going to happen in the in roller hockey is anybody's guess. But uh, yeah, since we're not playing, I'm not going to dwell on it most a lot. So handball was back in action. Uh, we played in uh, Europe, one of our uh, games that was, um, I don't know if this was one that one of the games that was postponed. We still have uh, two two games in hand, if I'm not mistaken, with the, with the Germans and with the, with the Romanians. Uh, we won comfortably against our old friend Tatran Perezov, which we've pretty much played every single season that we've been in Europe. Recently, uh, apart from the first one, that's because they uh, they failed to qualify, because we would have played if they had if they had qualified. Uh, their 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 side is uh, relatively weaker. In case you don't know, Tatran Perezov as the 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 symbol is very similar to ours. I was thinking that watching the game, I was like, "What the." F- it, it um Ludogratz Razgrad from Bulgaria has a very similar logo to us yeah. as well, and this yeah. is even more. This is even closer than theirs. Yeah. Is. And I was like, what the yeah, fuck? yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have the it doesn't have the name on top. The 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 the, 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 the letters on top, but it does have the. I think it's handball or something that's written where where we have sporting and then instead of the lion there's a, a guy with a handball so yeah the symbol is pretty much almost a carbon copy of ours <laughs> um, but yeah we are um, we're on track to 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 qualify uh, I think the first four teams there are six clubs I think the first four uh, go through so we we should qualify, uh, depending on on uh, the games that we have on hand uh, and our performances. After that, I don't know what's going to happen. I doubt that we're going to be uh, that we're going to be champions. Porto have a very solid team. They have uh, they have a, a different a different. Uh, they're playing on a different level because obviously they're in the Champions League. And uh, we're not. We're, if I'm not mistaken, going to uh, have a few changes in our uh, in our squad 
for for next year, which we're already working on, and uh, that's good. That's solid because, unlike uh, unlike football, uh, the 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 off season in handball, it's pretty much all the deals are done. Most of the the transfers and the the purchases and everything is done before the 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 season begins. Usually in this uh, in this time february january february april that's when pretty much all the deals are done so if you leave it after that which we've done recently uh you're only pretty much uh, getting uh, you know players that nobody wants you're very limited in your choices so we're moving quicker which is uh, good we're also probably going to tackle a different type of player than we've uh, than we've tackled recently. Rui Silva is uh, rumored to want players that are less injury prone uh, and that have a, a progression, a greater margin of progression. Maybe they're not as experienced. Maybe they're not as good right now. But he wants players that can progress. So. Uh, Hopefully we, we we can manage to 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 have a solid performance in this uh, in this new competition. Hopefully we can end up in second place. Uh, Benfica have a very good squad, so I don't know. But uh, and let's see just how much we're gonna get the X for next season in terms of budgets. And all that. Really, the worrying. Anyway, I don't know if anybody has any questions regarding uh, handball. Yeah, the only question I have is, uh, what's going on with Carlos Ruesga? Ruesga is not getting any younger, you know. So uh, when he came, he was already 34. I don't know. I think he's 36 now, 37. Yeah, and he <laughs> that, that, that injury that he had last year was uh, was pretty um, was pretty um, severe. He's 35. Yeah. Uh, so he spent a lot of time uh, not uh, not playing, which obviously takes a toll. Because you're used to playing at a certain rhythm, you're used to a certain amount of physical, uh, a physical exertion. So yeah, it's likely that he's going to slow down uh, in uh, uh, from now on. And if we are so dependent on him, of course we're gonna we're gonna suffer for it as well. Yeah, which which isn't good. Which is probably the reason why uh, uh, Rui Silva wants to focus more on uh, players that don't have such a so many injuries that are not so so that you can depend on that you can rely on uh, on uh, more regularly. Because if your top players at the beginning of a uh, at the beginning it wasn't been the beginning it was. Uh, the later part of the first half of the season, we had a game that we were playing. Uh, I think it was Porto. I think it was the game against Porto, where we had 
five of our starting players, of our regular starting players, injured. That we're going to miss the game. Five out of seven. But let, you, let, you really let, can't compete on the same level when you're... Uh, let me ask you something. Why, why did uh, Rui Silva uh, get rid of Araújo? Why did he? Get rid of Araújo. Uh, I don't think he got rid of him. I think he wanted him to get minutes. I don't know at which point it wasn't a decision more focused on um, cost management from the so instructions for higher up uh, he's going to be back if I'm not mistaken because we're we're going to lose quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of players so uh, so he's going to come back but um, yeah I don't think I don't think it's um, Considering that for that position we had uh, Carol and Valdez, uh, was it really necessary to have another uh, left um, left side? Uh, I don't know what to Lateral, lateral esquerdo. So uh, yeah, I know what you're saying, but the the the, the reason that it was left uh, the, on the news it was said it's because Rui Silva didn't really like him, didn't find him. Uh, uh, to be an appealing player for Sporting, but uh, I mean, I, the, the only reason I, why I'm insisting in this is because uh, I, I'm a big uh, handball fan, and uh, Araujo has been with uh, with Sporting for such a long time, and to get rid of it, of him all of a sudden, uh, to me, it was a little bit too drastic. Listen, I'm not going to speculate on what goes on behind the behind the behind the scenes. You know, on the on the locker room, I do know that a lot of stuff goes on in those locker rooms, not just the handball ones. That there's a lot of well, the decisions that have been made in recent years. This season, this season especially, have not gone well with a lot of people, as you can imagine. Uh, so we could speculate on why they they're not playing sometimes as dedicated as we would expect we could speculate on what tensions might there be inside the locker room between players because you can you can sort of see it in the in some of those uh, in some of those uh, those squads uh you can I think see, we, you could see no king Patis, for example uh, yes, well. and volleyball and futsal. And, you know, we we hear a lot of. The problem is if if we if we get down to it and start pointing fingers and como se costuma dizer lavar roupa suja. Just how much are we gonna? You know, how, how is that gonna help? Accomplish. I don't think that's gonna help. I don't think that's gonna accomplish anything. I don't like a lot of the decisions being made. I understand why they're being made. Doesn't mean I like them. Rui. Oh, Rui. I don't think Rui Silva is a coach for Sporting. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, because when you deal with cracks, you need to have um, 
and we suffered the consequences in in football in the equipe de futebol and then finally we got a coach with the pulse com caráter forte Romanemori and that's what's going on no handball Nundiz is still doing a good job in the futsal volleyball we just it's, lose it's, it's different it's different listen uh i don't know just how good we Silva is or not mm. Is he, is he a manager for what we want, for where we want to be? No. Not right now he isn't. Not right now he isn't. Can he be that? I have no idea. Maybe he can. I hope he can. I hope he can. Honestly, I, 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 I think he has more ability to, to do that than, uh, than uh, Canela had. And I liked U Canela a lot. But he was um, he was one of he was one of the boys. He was he, he the mistakes that he made at the beginning of, of his career as a as a as a principal uh, manager were the same mistakes that he was making when he left. He didn't learn. He didn't evolve. From uh, he changed. He got better, but. The main issues that he had in terms of manage, managing the, the 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 players and managing the game, he didn't uh, evolve in that regard. So is Rui Silva better than that? Well, we're, we're just going to have to see. I don't think we have the the same amount of pressure that we had back then. I think that pretty much everybody knows that we're we're entering a different level. We're Kind of where Porto were uh, a couple a couple of years ago, because Porto, when when we won our two our two titles, Porto were a bit lost. They got too accustomed to winning. They won seven, uh, or was or what was it uh, in a row, seven. and then lost and seven. then lost three titles in a row. They lost one to to ABC, and then two to us, and they shifted the way that they were that they were developing that they were. Uh, They focused on on a different type of tactic. They got a, a great manager, and they managed to probably create another another block of uh, of uh, solid uh, uh, players that are going to, if nobody contests them, uh, they're going to win another seven probably. So yeah, yeah, I agree because the Porto, the difference between Porto and Sporting is to apostar na na formação. And you could see that yes. uh, the vast yeah. majority of the national team of Portugal, it was Porto players. I mean, I think they had uh, 12 players. We only had uh, two or three. Tiago Rossi, Manuel Gaspar. And they didn't even play. And they didn't even play. Sportings, uh, when, we, when we managed to, to get our two titles, we invested in... Uh, Good players that were just past their prime. They were still great players. They still had uh, uh, quite a few years left in them to play. Players like Ruesga, players like uh, that. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember. Well, I forgot his name. The 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 wing the 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 bald guy that plays in the that plays in the wing. The short one, Niksevic, Ivan Niksevic, uh, uh, Bozovic, uh, Bor uh, Borko. We, we got a lot of um, strong players 
solid players, players with experience, but players that didn't have that many years left in them. Yeah. Which means which means that when they started decaying in terms of performance and when they left, we didn't have the talent, young talent, to uh, to, to fill in the gaps. And yeah, also, when we started playing more and more, because if you're just playing here in Portugal, you're playing once a week or something like that. But you start playing European competitions and playing them to compete, not just to show up. That's twice a, a week. Uh, that's what a uh, schedule of playing twice a week for like a month or two. And a lot of players don't. A lot of players don't don't have that stamina anymore because you know they're older. They're not. They they. And if we don't have, uh, we never really had alternatives to those. So we had a strong starting uh, starting seven. But we we didn't have a lot of bench alternatives, which means that our performances oscillated. When we lost specific players, we 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 got we got in trouble, and now we need to focus away from that uh, from that type of um, investment. We need to, you know, get younger players, get more fit players that can play more regularly, that are not so injury prone, so that we don't lose them for half the season, uh, things like that. Yeah, I agree with you. This is a great topic. We're running out of time. It's already an hour and thirty-three minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my problem. I always, I always wander off when I start. No, talking no, 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 no problem. No, because I wanted, I wanted to talk about basketball. I wanted to talk about volleyball. I wanted to talk about futsal. I wanted to talk about yeah. everything. We know someone who does that. Yeah. Pretty good too. They're pretty good at talking. It came on yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's about twenty minutes to talk just about COVID. <laughs> I know. I know. That, that one question only. So you still got a long way to go to get to that level, but yeah. Get there. <laughs> no, no. The, the 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 podcast is already one hour and thirty four minutes. That will definitely we'll do a podcast dedicated to Mudeli Dodds only. Uh, when we have the Portuguese national team and uh, when the Liga Noise is not playing, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll call you back for that and then we'll talk about that. I'm a big Mudeli Dodds guy as well. Uh, I've been upset with the uh, handball team because I could see that uh, uh, when, when you look at football, and I'm just going to finish with this, you see a bunch of Portuguese last names and you could see that Porto invested a lot of time in the handball team and giving them a chance to de de yeah. develop. And I find it hard to believe that in Lisbon that we don't have good handball players. Um, they try to yeah. sell Salvador. A lot of good handball players, Portuguese handball players like Iturriza and Quintana. Got They're it. great Phenomenal. Portuguese Phenomenal. players. Yeah. Uh, wow. Quintana é cubano. Uh, e o Iturriza também. They end up playing the national team, though. <laughs> listen, uh, listen. I, the I, best, I, the best just, just goalkeeper in the Portuguese league for me is Humberto do ABC. It's not even Quintana. Quintana is good, of course. But Humberto, if he were, if he were a few years younger, younger. He, would, he would probably be in. Uh, in one of those uh, Champions League uh, clubs. He did like, a great job. 
guardar, véspera. Ganhou um troféu no, no campeonato do Mundial do Egipto. Ganhou um troféu de guarda-redes com melhor a percentagem de defesas. E o Carol ah, foi o melhor marcador. 58 gols. Dei ah, um de livre de 7 metros. Já viste? Aqui é brutal. Brutal. O gajo é brutal. Não sei como é que ele nos jogou pela seleção portuguesa, mas enfim. Porque ah, ele é catari. Catari. Eu, eu, não, ele é cubano também. Sim, ah, Portugal estava com o olho fechado. Uh, listen, listen. If Qatar pays him to be Qatari, oh, yeah. he's going to be oh, Qatari, yeah. of course. Any, anything else? Pass it back to you. Yeah, just one thing, Steph. Se vens aqui mais uma vez elogiar o Porto assim tanto, meu amigo, vamos ter uma, vamos ter uma conversa, mano. Não, vou lá. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. When you look at modalidades, and no, ball, right, ball é o Porto, voleibol é o Benfica. Ou que empatins, uma incógnita, futsal, sporting ou Benfica. Ah, e o basquetebol. Neste momento é o Sporting. Sem, sem o Fields, é o Fields. O Fields nos jogou ontem, era uma equipa vulgar, o Sporting. Sem yeah. o Fields. Uh, no... I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think we're vulgar. Ah, I don't, think, I don't think we're average. The way, I think... the way we lost yesterday, é, é, é quase partido de televisão. Listen, we depend a lot on, uh, on Fields, on Travante and on Elisor. If, if they're not on top of their game, yeah, we're, we're likely going to lose. But if you have two, yeah. two out of three so, of them, They play top, we relied too much on, on Fonseca, and Fonseca is okay as a backup to fields for a few minutes, not for the whole game. And that's why we lost the battle. No, 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 no rebounds. Yeah, yeah. o Porto aproveitou passa por dentro in the paint. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm biased. I, li I like basketball a lot, but I'm biased. I don't think we should we should have been back. I don't think we had the budget for it. I don't like just just the same way that I didn't like the way that volleyball came back, the way it did, just with the just with the with the with the senior team without any any work on the on the formação. Uh, I didn't like the way that basketball came back. I got one final question for you, Ray. Based on that, what you just said, what were your thoughts on the Micah Down signing then, given the need in other modalities? And then not only that, but after the signing of Micah Downs, a complete crash and burn well, in Europe. Yeah, I know. We lost badly. Listen, listen. I don't know if it was... Uh, if it was uh, inexperience or naivete on our part regarding the level, the gap between uh, between what we have here in terms of basketball and what's played out are in Europe. Let's not forget that's the fourth. We played in the fourth tier of European basketball. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. And pretty even bad. then, we didn't manage to win a single game. Nenhum, nenhum. E perdemos com a pior equipa. We could have, but we didn't get it done. The last game, the last Listen, game, all, all the games were pretty even. All the the, the worst the one was the, the, the last one. Yeah, yeah. and that, yeah. that was and that was the worst team. 
And we only, if, if we had won just one single game, we would have qualified. I know. I think that's how low the bar was. So I'm not faulting our players. I'm not faulting our... Uh, was it, wasn't it again uh, in Poland? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the games were in Poland. Aí está, pois. É só loiras e olhos em cima. I think they were in a bubble. Steph, this is COVID times, bro. Ninguém lá fora, meu. Isso é COVID ou escova? Escova ou COVID? So, yeah, the thing is, the thing is, Maybe, maybe, maybe they didn't realize just how big the gap is between what's played here and what's played out there. Uh, so the investment might have been. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they, if they, if they thought that it was possible that we could. They, the same way that I we don't think they were. I don't think that they were one Micah downs away from from no. going deep in this tournament. And no, honestly, based no. on what I've seen from Micah Downs. I'm not even quite sure what they were thinking they were getting in a 34-year-old Micah Downs. The problem, the problem is, <laughs> the problem is the gap, the gap in talent between the Portuguese players, and American players, uh, is so big, and the cost, the cost of, uh, of getting those those American players is so high that, let's face it, these are the best that we can get, and they're not good enough. Because our budget is not big enough. No. Even even in the in, in this is the, the, players, the players we, are. we have in the Portuguese league, the American players we have in the Portuguese league, they they, they would never make it in the, the first league of the Spanish league. The, maybe the second league. No, no, of course not. They're not that they're no. not that good. They they actually suck. I had to say it this way. <laughs> well, honestly, it's crazy because when you watch the NBA, it's like if you're down eight with two minutes left in Portuguese league or, or Euro basket. Like you can literally come back <laughs> like a 10 point lead with two point minutes left in the NBA. Yeah. It happens every now and again, but like, you know why Christian, in that last game and the, I look, it was the iron Nesiona game, we you look were at down the, by like 12 and we just closed yeah. that gap instantly somehow because if they were you just look, if breaking you look at every the NBA, shot at the NBA at the way the NBA is played now. There's virtually no defense. They virtually don't defend. They're just covering each other. There's no, there's there's no body bumps. There's nothing like that. If you look at 10, 20 years ago, the NBA, it was rough. It was rough. You 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 needed to be to to be a man to play that. You know, there there was there was fighting, especially if it involved the Pistons. There was some serious fighting there. Now there's there's no defense, so there's a lot more intensity in the way that the the game is played in Europe, at all levels, than it is there. Mm -hmm. So um, so yeah, that's why that's why you can see a lot of that happen. But personally, I've already said this a number of times. I wouldn't have gotten back into basketball. Obviously, it doesn't help that we got COVID. The, yeah. uh, all the the limitations that we had in terms of budgets, the budget constraints, the budget constraints were even shortened. But we did have uh, 
So that's not their fault of the board. But what is their fault is the way that they've alienated a lot of the a lot of the fans that uh, that were invested in in, in in the club in the club itself, not just football. Yeah. So that's why we saw a drop in, uh, in in quotation revenue. That's why we saw a drop in attendance in the Pavilion Joan Rocha. And I know because I'm always there and I knew I yeah. saw the drops in attendance. Yeah. That's why we probably had also a drop in revenue from advertising and things like that because of the controversy. And when we when you had when you add uh, a sport that is expensive. Basketball is probably well, considering the way that the, the level that our futsal is playing is probably more expensive than basketball. But it's one of the most expensive uh, sports, indoor sports in Portugal. And we just jumped in it. Uh, they were saying that we had the money for it, and it's clear that we didn't have the money for it, even then, let alone now. So yeah, we're going to have to rethink a lot of things that we probably wouldn't have to. We maybe we would have a better chance if they admitted all the shit that they did, all the, the crap that they that they pulled, and uh, did a mea culpa. I don't think they will. I think they're too arrogant for that. The way that they don't uh, that they don't feel that they're had to be held accountable by the by the saucers. So I don't know what's going to happen, really. Yeah. I hope, I think they want to do better. I don't know if they can, because as, they're as, as cotas já já não é só para para as modalidades, pois não. I think it is. Yes. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that can be changed. I think Bruno decided to change that, and if I'm not mistaken, it's in the statute. Because because the investment in this modalidades it was around twenty three million per year. Now, so so with Bruno Carvalho, the way that things work worse, the the budget that he set up for the club on the following year was the revenue that we had the previous year. So we had a budget of eighteen million, and we got uh, uh, and we made twenty. So the budget for the following year was 20. And we had 20 and the budget was 21 or 22. So the budget for the next year. On the on the, the last year, so on the year that they was uh, that we had the the Justitu uh, our budget for the for the, the season next would have been 25 million. Because that's what we had uh, made on that year. Uh the revenue dropped, so we. I think the the following year, which is which was last season, eighteen eighteen, it was eighteen nine. So yeah, nineteen twenty. It was uh, roughly twenty million, and this season it was another drop back to eighteen mil, eighteen or nineteen million, r- roughly around there. Uh, there was actually an, an increase in uh, club spending, but a drop in modalidades, which didn't really make sense to us. Uh, but the revenue of the from the quotas is also steadily dropping. 
So it should be around 10 million right now. Uh, it popped out at nine, uh, nine and something, and I think it's below eight now, which is somewhat worrying, especially considering that those eight million took into account the the the, the, the payments that people made when they um, because we had a recount. So they had they had that campaign to for sausage to to pay their pay their back debt, and they said that they that they got over one million if I'm not mistaken. So if not for that, how much would we have made? How many people have stopped paying? Yeah, and a lot. Yeah. I'm not going to try and speculate because you know it's painful. I think everybody, sh everybody that can afford, should be a socio and should pay the cottage, especially because everything goes towards the club and towards the modalidades. Uh, but I'm not going to fault anybody, especially now, when, uh, when when people are working from home and being laid off, and you know, right. money's tight. And uh, I'm not going to fault people for not paying their uh, their dues. If you can't afford them, don't pay them. You know. There's bills to pay. There's food to put on the table. Danny, anything else? Agreed. Listen, Rui, we want to thank you for coming on. We do really appreciate it, this knowledge. We ah, definitely need to have you back on here for Moodley Dad's talk, especially. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you very much for that. We appreciate you. We bro. need a season recap in May or something. A hundred per That was a great shout. Rui, I hope you're, I hope you're game for that. <laughs> when is it? Uh, May end of season, May end of May, yeah, end of May. Yeah, maybe. I'm we'll not sure you. when all the movies yeah. that's from. We'll give you a heads sure. up. Yeah. Sure, sounds good. Fica combinado, a virtual handshake, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, <laughs> uh, guys. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Everybody in the chat, shout out to my boy Richard Nevs, all the way from uh, from over here where I'm from, from Toronto. Shout out to Lauren Jenks, our boy from uh, our boy from um, Poland, our. Uh, I always Garrick Phillip, of course, uh, Staten Island's finest. Cause bro, you're getting relegated for chatting bear shit to us. Johnny Singero. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. New York's finest. Of course, our boy from down under is Costa George. Thanks for joining us as always. Uh, our boy, Jordan Bentoncourt. Uh, I might be missing a few more others here. Let me just see real quick, but that was really the, the regular shout out to everybody who watched. Follow us on Twitter at Spartan160 underscore E. And, oh, Kingston, Ontario. My bad. I thought it was Toronto, Ontario. Um, follow us on, on Twitter, Spartan160 underscore E. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Spartan160 E. And um, spread shirts are still out there, Spartan160 E. And, and uh, yeah, with that being said, that's podcast number 98. And uh, we've all Spartan.